Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show post-holiday edition. I'm afraid to ask, Moan, have you recovered? I have. Today is my reset day. Like, I've had a few, just in general, <laughs> I've been chilling. Like, it's been like, I've been like bum-ish. I've been the great dad. I feel like a great husband. But just in life, I had a weekend. I'm going to be real with you. And a Sunday of not being fully stressed, too. Let's go okay yeah. let's go there's something to something to be said for the the stress-free sunday um <laughs> I, I i'm heading i'm heading to indianapolis i'll be there in time for the football game the monday night game yeah. against the colts and just having the weekend to just watch other people's games yeah yeah and it, it's a different experience it just is where you're not all that invested you know <laughs> it is i had a good saturday man man my vols of course they beat vanderbilt this past weekend they blanked them 56-0 10 wins on a regular season insane i love it man you, you don't celebrate 56 to nothing Against, I, I, yeah, I've learned to appreciate football now, DK. Yes, I do. I'm like pilot on, man. It, 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 of course, it was big rivalry weekend this weekend in college football too. So I'll take on top of seeing a Pitt Panther football player smash a helmet into his head numerous times. Numerous times. That was crazy, huh? Dog. As I got on my bed, it's to. I see, see that. I see, you're, yeah, you're all fired up here. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a there's something to be said for 56 to nothing. I remember a time <laughs> there was this guy who used to play left guard for the Steelers, and uh, the Steelers were this true story, true story. Yeah. And the Steelers were heading up the turnpike to play a Cleveland team that was on their way to going 0 and 16, right? Yeah. And I said. There was he was standing there, and there was a, another guard sitting next to him. Okay, and the guard sitting next to the left guard said to me, "It's like it's like we're going to play an effing college team." <laughs> and then the left guard, <laughs> the left guard looks up at me and says, "And we will treat them as such." <laughs> I'm leaving the names out of this story to protect everyone named David DeCastro and Ramon Foster who might be implicated in this particular tale. You know what? At 0-15, we still beat them, baby. It, oh, there's nothing worse than that, though, DK. It's like, we're going into this freaking lion's den against this team that doesn't even care about themselves. No. A coaching staff that, that probably is going to get fired, was fired probably at the time. And you expect us to put on an A-plus effort to get out of here with a dub when they suck already? Don't get hurt. That's all don't it was. It was just don't get hurt. Everybody, listen, listen. Whatever you do today, don't get hurt. <laughs> yes. Oh, I swear. God, it was nothing worse than that. When you knew you were going to win, too. And we had right. to play it up all week long, DK. Oh, yeah. Browns, they're, they're nothing, to, nothing, nothing to lose. They're going to come out. They're playing for pride. They're always dangerous. They're rivalry, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Hey, Moan, after watching this yeah. weekend of football, yeah, <laughs> I have a question for you, and I've actually been wondering about this one for a while, and that is this. What constitutes a good quarterback and or a good quarterback line at the end of a game? Because it used to be, and this was obviously true for Ben when you were blocking oh, yeah. for him, 
Yeah. If Ben didn't get 300 yards or Aaron Rodgers didn't get 300 yards or whoever, you just said, oh, man, I can't believe they held him to less than 300. And now you look at all these winning lines, yeah. winning lines, not the crappy ones. Mm-hmm. And you see that so-and-so was, I don't know, 23 for 30 for 210 yards. Right, right. Okay. Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. He's a guy that he's had those kinds of numbers for Cleveland all year. Obviously, he's not going to be playing for them anymore. Right. But like th- these are these now look like good quarterback lines. Did something change? That that's um, well, yeah, I would I would think so. Simply because the, the way defenses have adjusted to it more than anything, DK. Like, and, and I think it was honestly we we were in the era of just guys being able to sling it, knew where they were going to with it. Knew how to get the ball there, how safe to be about it. And I think right now we're seeing a transition of young guys that will probably have more interceptions. Trevor Lawrence will probably make more mistakes. Okay, uh, uh, let's go Joe Burrow, who slides and he's out of the game for a season. So now you got to have an opportunity to manage. I think right now where players are, I'll give you two tiers. I'll give you young guys for the most part. Let's go. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, few guys in that realm right there. Right. Jalen Hurts. 240 to 290. Good game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's a solid game. What about Chino Smith? I mean, (laughs) there's nobody in football, nobody in football outside of Gino's own family (laughs) and and, and Pete Carroll who looked at this situation and said, oh, yeah, this is going to be good for Seattle. Yeah, man, it's. I, I don't know that because I'm looking at a guy they booted out of Seattle and Russell Wilson, who's just really stunk it up so much so that he got fussed out on Sunday by his uh, his starting D tackle, man. Mike Purcell, I think is his name. Yeah. Just completely barked at Russell Wilson. You say, no, he doesn't care. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine if that was one of our players barking at, like, Ben or barking at, heck, Charlie, barking at, at almost anybody for that matter, DK? Like, the standard of, of what these guys have kind of just put on display has just been – it's been bad, man. And, and Russ, is, he's, not, he, is, he's not bulletproofed against it. So you ask the question, what's a good passing, y'all? 220 to 290 is a real good day if you win. See, that's where Geno Smith comes into the conversation, though, because he leads the league by a mile in yeah. plain and simple pass completion percentage. He's a, wow. he's a 75% guy. There's nobody else within 10% of him. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, he's way up here. Now, is he getting super ambitious about it? I mean, to an extent, when you have DK Metcalf, you're going to be thrown downfield to an extent. But for the most part, to me, this feels like because we all talk about oh, we're seeing the running game come back and stuff like that. You know what we're actually seeing, Moan? What's that? I think is the defense has decided to put like nine defensive backs here <laughs> and make life complete hell. And now you have the Steelers lining up yeah. with three safeties because why are we always talking about oh, we're worried about where the single high safety or the the Tampa two or whatever. Well, now you got three safeties out there at times. And this is all just boomeranging back. Yeah, it it, it really is. It it goes in cycles, man. It really does. Like I'm, I'm comparing two quarterbacks right now as I look at them, DK 
Uh, Patrick Mahomes, for the most part, man, what is it? 360 first game, 235, 262, 249, 292, 338, 423. And a lot of it's to Kelsey. And a lot of it to Travis Kelsey. And and that's not, believe me, Travis Kelsey is a receiving weapon, but Travis Kelsey is not the kind of wide receiving weapons that we were seeing seven, eight, ten years ago. Was it was all the A B? It was just just boom, yeah. boom, boom, go downfield. I, I think we're seeing more teams now offensively piece together an offense. Whereas you go to the tight ends, you go to the slot a lot more. It's not many people that are gonna let the top off the uh back end of the defense as much as they used to. So you know what? Dink and dunk, and then we'll run. Then we'll incorporate the run game. I think as much as these teams have been running the ball, I think you're starting to see coaches say, No, 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 we can't get this crazy with the passing game. Think about it, the shovel pass. What is that? Eight yards max at a time? No, like it, if, if it's to Zach Gentry, it goes for <laughs> 70 yards. Look at Kenny's line here, Moan. Look at yeah. Kenny. This is where I was heading with all this. Kenny, okay. Kenny's line is, is his game logs are like, if you look over, just let's say the last four, because he got yeah. hurt in the Tampa Bay game. Uh, 32 of 44 for 257 yards. 25 of 38 for 191. 18 of 30 for 199. And then just now against the Bengals, 25 of 42 for 265. He's right in that bracket there. He's got a 65.4 completion percentage. He's cut out the interceptions at least for a couple of weeks. All I'm saying is I think these, the numbers that we were used to five, seven, eight, ten years ago Oh my! We now need to start looking at what the grading curve is on this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's going to be rare to see three quarterbacks in the weekend the way we saw Ben, mm. Tom, and Aaron Rodgers, or Ben, uh, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers have five hundred yards. Five hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. You just, it's just it's it's not there anymore. Uh, when we come back, Moan has some kind of he says he he's got some kind of surprise to spring on me here. We'll see what that is. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And this segment is all about, I have no idea. Ramon has something. Go ahead, Ramon. <laughs> that is the perfect name for this segment. I have no idea, meaning me this time. Um, so today, y'all know I cover the Tennessee Titans. I go to the grocery store for a quick second after the game. They lost to the uh, Bengals today. And I'm walking out. I have on my baddest jersey. Okay. And dude's like, you play for me. I was like, yeah, I did. I did. You know, all those You wore that to the grocery? <laughs> yes. Mind you, I never wore still a paraphernalia while I played. I avoided it at all costs. But now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Why not wear this in the yeah, stores? Yeah, yeah. It's football Sunday. So here we go. So the guy immediately, we had, we, you know, exchanged quick conversation. He was like, man, my team sucks. And this, this, and that. And man, they suck. They, they, this. I hate them. I, I hate rude. I'm like, oh my gosh like instantly out of a loss and i'm asking you as a as somebody that's covered this team been in the locker room outside of the locker room and talked to fans probably way more than i ever have and interacted with them are our stiller fans that harsh by saying they suck like the titans have a winning record right now you see what i'm saying like they lost to the Bengals and out of division win but they lead their division in the afc south have we dealt with a fan base like this? Do we have a fan base like this? Uh, the answer to that is no, because oh. ours is so much worse. It's not even close. Is Moan, it look, not? Oh. Listen, listen I, I only spend three or four days a year in Nashville, so I'm not going to pretend to be any okay. kind of Nashville expert. That's however, fair. However, I will say this. 
the Titans have been in Nashville for uh, 25 years. 25 sounds Ish, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, and, and people forget that the, the Tennessee Oilers were not. No. That, that was a Memphis thing. That was in Memphis. It was. Sure was. Yeah. So whenever they moved, they became the Titans whenever they opened the new stadium mm-hmm. in Nashville. The old so P feel. <laughs> Moan, there's no comparing a market where the team is is in the blood okay yeah. it's it's in it's been passed down and you some of your fondest memories of if you lose parents or grandparents or the times yeah. that you spent with them at a Steelers game or Penguins or Pirates or whatever it is mm-hmm. and you have Nashville which is still which is a which is a, a, a growing city with a lot of outside people still coming yes. in most of the people who do come into Nashville are of course there for the music scene or musicians themselves entertainment Right. And now while they get into the sports while they're there, right. that's that's how I think of Nashville. Because between the, the Titans games that I've covered, the Predators games that I've covered, including when the Predators were facing Pittsburgh in the final, <laughs> yeah, and they I were all like, ah! But then, but then, Carrie Underwood would come on to sing the anthem, and it was double, <laughs> because that was an even bigger deal. Uh, it's not the same. However, to, to, to what I think you were actually getting at here, the fans will react emotionally and okay. and they will do so in a way that they want to see it reciprocated or play out on the screen. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the scene in Denver over the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Well, that individual, Purcell, yeah. is capable of running not just for mayor, but for like of governor of Colorado after that. OK, yes. because what they're, he, they're living vicariously through him and his emotions. And they see you mentioned the pit kid. OK, yeah. they, they want to see that to an extent. They they bombard people like me with, yeah, go ask Tomlin this and that and whatever. In yeah. fact, they don't even actually care what Tomlin's answer is. They just want you to make him squirm. They want you to make him feel their wrath because they're not there to say, and and the shovel pass to Gentry or the yeah. flea flicker or whatever. Yeah. Okay, um, there's a raw emotion that can't be created over a single generation. Okay, um, it, and and the, and the Steelers because then history plays into it and expectations play into it. The Titans yes. don't come with expectations. The Titans have never won anything other than one really cool playoff moment a while ago okay <laughs> and it was amazing it was, was yeah. music, the music, music city, city miracle, miracle. Of course. yeah but the you can't there's just no there's no there there's there. nothing yeah in, in pittsburgh you're watching it rip up your grandmother at the other end of the couch okay it's different it's okay? different She's and she's feeling it, and you're thinking she's going to have a heart attack. This is yeah, <laughs> right. It's just different. So this is what. So when I had like former like like colleagues of mine in the NFL on other teams say to me, like, "Dude, you don't understand what it's playing like for the Steelers." Like, it's just I, I different. didn't because I just lived in the moment every single day. You know what I'm saying? So to hear a fan go off like that immediately after a game, I'm thinking to myself, like, it's. You're probably right. It may be worse after well, games. For well, we say worse. Okay, we say worse, but it, it and I said worse at the beginning yes. here, but there's also a benefit to it. Okay? okay, and your head coach has talked about this, including this season. 
where there is an expectation and there's a demand and there's an intolerance for failure. Okay. And mm-hmm. as a result, that keeps everybody involved on their toes. Yes. Okay. Realistically, not to make this whole show about the Titans here or whatever, but for about a hundred years, the Titans had Jeff Fisher as head coach going 500 every bleeping year. He became eight and eight Jeff. Okay. (laughs) I remember. And as a result, it just became kind of okay. You know, because every once in a while, Jeff would poke through and sneak in, but then it was okay. It wasn't. And, and that's not okay here. Yeah. So nothing changed really with the Titans until Mike Vrabel, who was a former what? Hey, Patriot. Yeah. Patriot. And okay. former Steeler. People, people oh, forget and he Steeler. was a Steeler, yes. too. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yes, former Patriot. So Vrabel was surrounded by nothing but immensely successful environments. Organizations, yes. First with the Steelers, when he couldn't really make the grade, he goes to New England. Belichick turns him into something, which they kind of yep. did. And to his credit, he, he, to, yeah, to his credit, he took it to the next level. Vrabel comes into Nashville. He's a no-BS guy. Made everything happen for the Titans. Made them a little bit of a force in the AFC South. I, the division's so bad, I can't go too much further. Yeah, than that. yeah, yeah, that's real. But you have to bring in some of that from somewhere else. Why do you think the Cardinals, way out west, have been taking Steelers people for years and years and years? Because you can't manufacture that in a completely vapid, soulless place like Phoenix, Moan. Nobody, <laughs> nobody in Phoenix is from Phoenix. It's like it's not even a real thing. It's like it's a stopover, like a layover, yeah, you know? Of everybody. And, 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 there's no, and there's no nothing there. There's nothing inside. So yeah. they say, well, listen, Pittsburgh has this in abundance. Let's take some of theirs. Coaches Here's and all. Ken Wisenhunt, all the players, everybody. Just come on in and try to instill some of this Pittsburgh soul into your city, into your team. Wow. It, it, it truly is, DK, a special I love this place. stuff, by the way. I I, and and that, you see, I'm like a student it's right a now. It's a real Listen, place. It's a it's, real place. It, it, it really is. And uh, when I, you came I never, out of that tunnel, Moan, when they introduced you, when you came yeah. out of that tunnel, number 73, University yeah. of Tennessee, Ramon, what did you feel like when you came out of that tunnel? Like uh, in, in a, a god. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because you're you're put up by everybody. Because everybody gets it. Year in and year out. And I, I think that's the reason I had asked that question is because our expectations aren't just the, the North. Like, that's the first one of many. It's the North. Then it's the AFC and it's the Super Bowl. People ask me all the time, what was your expectation in Pittsburgh? I was like, from ownership down. Nobody spoke about anything else other than the Super Bowl. You know? And I, I'm guessing this is just year, years accumulated from decades to other decades, DK, of just expectation. Like the realness of it all. It's expectation. It's also knowledge. Let knowledge. me ask. Let me ask you this. Okay, I'm asking this as respectfully as I possibly can. Yeah. Here, you were a left guard in the NFL. Right. When you came out of that tunnel, did you get the sense that the people knew who you were? They did. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And how the and how the roar? I'm saying this very respectfully. Yeah, 100. How the roar was just a little bit louder for Marquise. Yeah. You know why? Because they, they know their football. Yes, they know 100%. that Marquise was the Marquise was the star of the off of your offensive line. Absolutely, and that's how it. And then that they're showing instead of just saying, "Up, oh, another off, another." Th- these are the ones yeah. who block, honey. They block, honey. <laughs> yeah, but but and this is I guess the other <laughs> coolest part too when you broke all of that down and when a a Yenzer in the city, whether it be Wexford, Pittsburgh, or wherever in the South Hills, when they met you and saw you. 
the applause, the appreciation, the conversation was always the same from what it was Marquise, Ben, me. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. cast show, like it, it like I, it was all the same then because they, they recognize yeah. what it is. That's the, the, cool it, stuff. Right. They understand that if you aren't doing your job at the level that you're doing it, yeah. Uh we couldn't the, go gosh wow over anybody else anyway. Yeah, this you is know? uh and, and I guess I was just taken back by it because I was just like, man, I know my Steeler fan base don't do that. And maybe it's because we won big. And the expectation of winning is always there. And I say that respectfully to them because, you know, that's my day job. But it was just in the rawest form, this guy just completely going off. And I'm just like, that wasn't a bad game. Like, it, you know what I'm saying with the way they lost? But it was just so reactionary to me. I was just like, I got to ask you this. Go ahead. No, that, that, no, that's that's all. Oh, that, oh, I, yeah, you I was just saying, else. like yeah, from this yeah, conversation, no, no, uh, I I just had to ask you, like, is it like that? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 like that, but only at levels that nobody in Nashville can possibly appreciate. Oh, wow. When we come back, that was good. <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. Um, yeah. When we come back, uh, the only segment that actually matters, though, that's hate mail. Yeah. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, app, and pilgrim are crafted for craveability. Order your favorite item at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Ramon, we're going to have some fun today with these. There's there's a handful of uh, things that came our way. Uh, the first one comes from Joe Abraham, who says, Hey, Bone, what was your Thanksgiving spread looking like? And did it involve that pilgrim sandwich, courtesy of the Get-Go Cafe and Market, that DK was supposed to send you? <laughs> okay, Joe, they're not exactly easily transportable. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you dry ice, it is not, man. No, it is. It's, it's Thanksgiving on a bun, for lack yeah. of a better way to put it. So it's not the kind of thing... We're going to have to owe him one. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. But, how, how, but how was the spread there? It was good, man. We had, I deep fried a turkey. I brined it overnight. It was phenomenal, man. I did one for my neighbor, too. I uh, did one for him. Uh, What's, did brine? What's brine? Brine. What you basically soak it in water, herbs. Are you a, are you a cook? You're I'm a cook. A cook, like, cook. Yeah. You can't use a word like brine if you don't cook. Yeah, I'm a cook cook, man. It was it was, it was awesome. Cool. Yeah, brine is – and you also add uh, a different profile. Like turkey really has no flavor. Also, a hot take of mine, I think turkey is kind of overrated. Uh, so to take the the gaminess or the bird taste out of turkey, you brine it to kind of add an extra flavor to it, or to take the the, the game away from it. But we had mac and cheese dressing, chicken and dressing, uh, sweet potato casserole, pecan pie, sweet potato pie. It was a good day. Collard greens. It was a good day. Justin Menicky says, "Happy Thanksgiving to Ramon Foster and whatever the other guy's name is." <laughs> Uh, Terry Breedlove comes. Terry Breedlove comes in with. Uh, we were talking about nicknames. Yeah. On last week's show, and how when you get stuck with a nickname, you don't fight it, whatever, and you can't give yourself one. Better Terry not. Breedlove. Terry Breedlove says porn star is the nickname that my lieutenant gave me 
when he stuck his nose in my chest and saw my name tag. It was a defensive tactics day, and I got more beat up over that name than any strike or hold put on me. To this day, every once in a while, I come across someone and they say, hey, porn star, what's up? It never dies. If if that wasn't my nickname, I think that's a real cool nickname. And I'm going to be honest with you, that's not bad considering your last name. Uh, Kim Taylor says, hey, Moan, Friday was my birthday. How about a shout out? Hey, happy birthday, Kim. That's the deserving. Of course, you're a holiday baby, too. Aw. <laughs> John Reap, who comes with no mercy, Ooh. says, hey, Moan, have you talked to Cam? Oh, not lately. Cam usually likes to send messages. He likes to send messages. I- what, what messages might Cam be sending out this particular weekend? Hopefully somebody's quarterback is going to be get flatline. That's the one I hope he sends out. We hadn't said anything crazy about Cam lately, so he's good to go. He's been playing. Moan, Moan, Moan. I think I think you're missing this one. Where, where, what am I saying about? Oh, 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 oh! We're talking about rivalry week. You're right. You're right. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna send him one right now. As we John speak, John got you. John yeah, got he you did. bad. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go back to where he sent me a, a, a question about uh, you sending me a question, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, Cam, how about yesterday?" Yep. Hey, Cam. <laughs> I might take the M out too, just for the heck of it. <laughs> oh, this is what we do. This is the beautiful part about being on the team, man. Look at that. I even got the X out. Hey, Cam. There you go. <laughs> Kelsey Smith says, Hey, Moan, when are we going to blame Kevin Colbert for two picks out of seven for years? I'm so glad that he's gone now. He's not a Hall of Famer. Kelsey's not in the in the in the uh, upbeat spirit here of the rest of this group, but I, I, I'm just going to throw in my own thought here first. Evaluators will tell you, general managers will tell you that if you get two like starting players out of a draft, that's actually yeah. very good, real good. Okay, yeah. Um, if now, if you want to get into how many of them are, you know. Uh, Guys that are depth guys, reliable guys, backups who can contribute, like offensive – I'm sorry, outside linebackers who work through a yeah. rotation. It, 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 they haven't been great, but if you're thinking that every year you're going to find a T.J. Watt at the end of the first round, you're nuts. No, no. Uh, I think Kev deserves a lot of credit. Of course, everybody hit or miss. I, no lie. I feel like every fan base complains about their GM, like 100%, man. They they just do because you expect every draft pick to make it. The thing is, of those seven to nine, sometimes ten players that you pick, it's still it's still very hard to, to pick guys as far as the percentage. The 1%, 1% still hangs low when it comes down to it. I'm looking back at my draft like, is is, is Ziggy a, a, a hit? He started. Craig started for another team. Mike Wallace was a hit. Keenan Lewis lasts to another contract, if I'm not mistaken. That's the first four right there that are good. Um, and then on the back end of this, A.Q. Shipley and David Johnson both continue to play in the league. That I know they're not your stud superstar players, but – but the they evaluations were correct. Yeah, the evaluations were correct. That, that's the part that people forget a lot when they look at drafts. They look at who's doing what on your team. Sometimes they yeah. do go to other teams 
and succeed. Richard Wise wins my heart for the day because he just says, Happy Thanksgiving, Moan and DK. See, Richard actually knows who I am. That's that's just, you know, that's all right. That's respect right there, man. What you got to do? <laughs> I don't know. I think I have to drive to Indianapolis and do do an even better show with you from out there. How about that? Uh, I'm with it. Uh, but right. we got to do predictions, right? Um, now you already did yours last week. Okay. All right, for sure. All right, for yeah. sure. Check but it's, it's good that you're conscientious here being aware of it. I got to be. Hey, let's smash this team. I don't I don't like this this Colts team as much I, either. I think it's I think it's going to have to involve some smashing because it's going to be Jeff Saturday who doesn't know how to coach. Yeah. And he has acknowledged this. He's just going to send Jonathan Taylor into the line. That's so silly. But but you know what? Okay, out smash them. I'll smash them. That's, that's all I got. That's all I got. Let's let's do another one after the game, bro. I can't wait to. Hey, let's get all this right. dub. See y'all. <laughs>